two-man. Israel Folau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 19th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and we are back to the full complement this week. Uh, I have both the Dale brothers joining me again tonight. Harry, how are you going, mate? I'm fantastic, but I'm more interested to know how Nelson's going with his uh, fantasy football this year. Oh, you straight into it. Well, Nelson, how, how, how are you doing and how are you doing in fantasy football this year? I have a team of gods that are shit. <laughs> I just don't know what's happening. Amalo, Rico Yuani, Sebu Reese. Mm. No one doing anything for me in the who, weekend. Who are those guys? Yeah, exactly right, mate. What so, are your competition points? What are you tied for right now? I mean, I'm in sixth. Second last. No, there's eight of us. There's two ways of looking good, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, look, two, two weeks ago... I was looking like I could slot up into that top four, even into that second place for the next couple oh, yeah, of weeks. Look, we, and my team has been junk. We all, we, Everyone was saying how good the team was. Look, we all have dreams. We all have delusions. Oh, man. Um, but, um, all right, and, and what's so? tell us a little bit what's kept you out the last two weeks, mate. I saw you, um, you know, oh, the, pu- pulling out some little finger exercises uh, pre-pod, just warming up. Um, that, the, the first week I missed was actually because a, a, a death Barracuda, in the, fa- a death in the family. And the Hawaii. was trying to say how, how special he was. Getting more more caps than me, capitalising on the death, and then the following week Correct, was because I, because I, I snapped my my pinky and I've had surgery on that, and I, I told him not to move, but he did. It's true. It was compl- rugby injury. Complaining about typing. Came, came back on, palmed someone off with that hand, and scored a try, mind you. Palm someone off. What type of rugby? That's cool. So now I mean, not only do they know that Nelson's a very inexperienced podcaster, but also cocky and arrogant. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, um, inexperienced. I think Nelson, Nelson just kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit with his uh, team of gods not doing too well, and I think it's appropriate that um, straight after talking about rocks or diamonds for dessert last week, um, that our teams, well, I know at least my team, um, certainly didn't sparkle like the diamonds they are this week. Yeah, uh, got some in, rocks. <laughs> in fact, in fact, all three of us lost our fantasy footy this week. So if you're still listening, uh, you probably shouldn't be. But, Taking um, some good bonus points, man. I'm still ahead on the on the on the log despite two losses in a row. Did you get any bonus points this week? Two. Oh, you got another two. I didn't even yeah. realize. Yeah, I'm cheering. God, Is this because you're all versing average people when you're having your bad weeks? I got like 465 this week. So that's not good. That's yeah, just that's... getting them attacking bonus point. How'd you go? Mate, <laughs> look, P's make degrees, mate. Um, should, we, should we move on? <laughs> all right. Well, excellent. Uh, let's stop dwelling on that. So getting the plugs out of the way, you can check out the website draftrugby.com for all our articles and content, including the Casualty Ward, the Fantasy Round in Review, Follow on um, with our league in the OG League blog and occasionally the stock market and uh, whatever else we can find the time to write about. Especially when we're not on endones. It's more likely to get those up. Yeah, no, that's... Um, we, we don't want to see your endone writing. So, um, yes, anyway, uh, and on the socials, we are at Draft Rugby. Uh, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So much better on Instagram these days. We are. More active, yeah. Like, oh, well, not better, just more active. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? We're better. We're doing specific images. It'll be a nice... Uh, I'm forgetting, what's, what's that graph called? Just Thank you. It'll be, it'll be nice, a nice, Yeah, J-curve. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, excellent. Good uh, words. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We're, we're nailing Portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Entree this week, we're going to serve up a review of Fantasy Super Rugby Round 14. For main course, we'll take a peek at the fixtures to come in Round 15 
And for dessert, we are going to look at the kickers in Super Rugby 2019. And just a quick breakdown by the numbers. So um, we'll see if we can gain any insight uh, to help fantasy managers just gain a few more points. Those, free points. Those freebie points from kicking. So that's some valuable stuff. Exactly. So with that, um, let's let's get stuck straight into the entree. Um, the buys in round 14 were the Sharks, the Moondogs, and the Brumbies. Uh, and the first game of the week on Friday was the Hurricanes taking on the Haguaris. Yeah, it was a, a big upset to, to kick off the week. The the Canes went down 20-28 to 28 against the Haguaris. There were no injuries and no big names returning as, as far as I know of. Um, the Hurricanes started off the match well. Um, in the first minute, they received a, a, a kick. Geordie Barrett sliced through the line, threw an offload to, to Walker Lawiri. Um, who then gave the ball on to Lamape, who did a beautiful little grubber, and yeah. Vea Fafita was the man to chase that down and, and score in the corner. What a touch. What a, what a like pinpoint touch. Beautiful, Lamarpe, beautiful yeah. work. Big um, man's got skills. He can, he can do everything, that guy. Um, Jordy Barrett, later on, he gets that yellow card, and which was actually a penalty try mm. as well. So if you didn't see it, what happened was the ball entered his own try line, and he was the first man to the ball, um, but one of the Hags players were just behind him, and instead of grabbing the ball and putting it down, which would have been a five-meter scrum, he knocked the ball dead. Rugby league he, style. He got yellow carded, and they got a penalty try against him. Fair. So I mean, oh, look, <laughs> I think it's ridiculous, but I understand it's the law. But mm. I mean, you place the ball; it's a scrum. You knock it back, you get a card and a penalty try. I was going to say crazy. that's what you think's ridiculous is the card and penalty try. Yeah, what, You're happy with yeah. penalty try? Yeah, penalty try. Yeah, I yeah. think it should be a penalty try. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the Jags really, um, they won this one by being really composed. They had good line speed um, and a lot of pressure on the Hurricanes. Um, the uh, Hurricanes as well, they had another chance to sort of get themselves back in this game. Um, in the 39th minute, Geordie Barrett, uh, he kicked it from a penalty, was it? Yeah, mm. it was five meter line out. It was a big, big penalty. Yeah, huge kick. Um, they then did the maul. They got it over the line, but weren't able to get it down. Mm, held up. Um, that was hugely pivotal. Mm. So they went in the half down 8-21. to 21. Uh, For the team stats, the Canes had most of the ball in the second half, and they won two tries to one in that half. They had 68% possession in territory. They had 580 to 416 metres. They had double the tackle bars, 37 to 18, and double the line breaks, 16 to 7, and the Hags stole four lineouts. The man of the match was Jero de la Fuente. He got 74 points, 12 carries, two line breaks, eight tackle busts, two offloads, and a try. For the Canes, there were a lot of points. Funny enough, one Jero. First week he's been a free agent in our league. Just got dropped. <laughs> yeah, First week I had that. him for ages and he was junk. Yeah. For the Canes, a lot of big points. Asafa Moore got 70 points. Heidi Sevilla got 69. Growing, growing. Dinner for two. <laughs> um, Nano Lamape got 67. Vea Fafita, 50. Isaiah Walker-Lawiri with 46. And a lonely man for the Hags, Augustine Krivi, other than obviously fantasy man of the match, Hero got 46 points. Very good. All right, well, that takes us on to the Rebels going down 17 to the Bulls, 32 at home in Melbourne. Um, there was no real injuries in this one, but uh, in terms of returning, we saw Matty Tamua come Tamua. back. So he was uh, he literally flew back into the country on an early release from Leicester um, on Monday or Tuesday, straight into training from the airport, and then straight back, straight onto the bench in the first week. Um, don't There's no kind of ease him into it, just... Um, 
We need, we need you. Wrestlers for the week, mate. That's it. Um, so he, that was good, and he, he actually ended up taking the field for quite some time because uh, Cooper... Um, oh, about 15 minutes, they subbed him on yeah. at 10. Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Warwick Chalant uh, was back. He just uh, had a bout of tonsillitis last week, so um, he just returned to his usual starting post. Um, this game, truly a game of two halves, the old adage. Oh, come um, on, mate. <laughs> But um, no, it was actually insane the first half. The Rebels had 76% possession and 80% of the territory. Uh, how do you not put more points on the board with those kind of stats? You Crazy. Know? Um, it kind of evened out a bit. The Bulls kind of took over in the second. It was 60-40 um, to the Bulls in terms of possession and territory. But um, no, this game was just uh, it was crazy. The Rebels were following the example set by the Crusaders um, and trying to really pick up the pace of the game. So quick line outs, had a few quick taps on penalties. Um, things like that, but um, the Bulls just came out absolutely firing. Their uh, their line speed was insane. They were really going after Will Genya. He was yeah. getting really pissed off. They were knocking him they about. Put some big hits on him. He's still in a good game, but yeah, lots of pressure on him. So it was the hits, and then it was just the holding him after the yeah. after the play, not letting him get to that next uh, dog down. stuff. Yeah, that's some dog stuff. That's it. Um, and the Bulls were perfectly happy to uh, in the first half just absorb all that pressure and just make the hits. So. The Rebels, um, you know, with their, their flat kind of attack that Quade Cooper has, they just couldn't seem to break break through the line. The, uh, all the contact dominance was from the Bulls. So yep. um, the Bulls made double the tackles on this one, 161 to 88, and um, they just weren't letting them through. So uh, accordingly for that, the Rebels led all the offensive stats except the line breaks. So they had more carries, meters, uh, tackle bus, line breaks, but, um, sorry, not line breaks, because, uh, yeah, they just couldn't get through that, that line. Um the Bulls were scored. They got most of their points off um, a counter punch. So there was this pinpoint cross field kick from Pollard to Hendricks. Um, Vermeulen was getting a bit unlucky uh, with the turnovers, um, and otherwise, the set pace was pretty strong. So, uh, in terms of the uh, fantasy stats, uh, Willie Genya, man of the match, seventy six points. So didn't stop him. No. 76 76 yeah. points Jeez. that's it you know um, he made three line breaks lot, over 90 you know passes he was getting into it uh, Rebels uh, sorry Corey Beatty 57 Phillip 52 DHP 50 uh, for the Bulls Brits 58 Hendricks 53 RG Snyman 52 points Mate, you wrapped that up well I did yeah, I uh, just under it. three minutes nailed it right? <laughs> <laughs> so takes us to the Blues versus the Chiefs absolute cracking New Zealand derby like every single one of them is. They all are. Mm. Yeah. 23 to 8 in this one. The Blues got up. I thought this was going to be a little bit closer, but the Chiefs just really didn't have many answers for the Blues. Uh, four tries to one in the end. The Blues were pretty dominant. And I think the thing that made it uh, a little bit more flattering was the fact that a ter- uh, that I was going to say Terry Black, Harry Plummer didn't kick all his goals. Coming back in this one, you had James Parsons. Sorry, injured in this one. You had James Parsons, who was pulled pre-game with a sore back. Carl Tuinukwafe got pulled midweek with an illness. Sean Wanui got pulled pre-game because his wife went into labour. Soft. Apparently he'd asked her to hold it in. Yeah, got named in the team. But thanks. Then... He, he thanks, actually mate. had sympathy pains. So he was in a fair bit of pain and he, he couldn't take care of it. Yeah. Luke Jacobson <laughs> uh, had a concussion during training, so that's why he wasn't there. And uh, returning for this one, we had the big man, Sam Kane, coming back from his fractured neck last year. Got a stint coming off from the uh, mm. for a concussion cover in the first half, yeah. and then got a few minutes in the second as well. So very good to see him back. Aiden Ross came back from his neck injury in round eight, and Lachlan McWannell 
uh, came back from his foot injury in round 12. He's been someone that there's been a lot of talk about. But yeah. yeah. Also, much, yeah. they lost Luke Jacobson, but they gained Mitch Jacobson, his, his younger brother. Mm-hmm. So, as, as I was going to say, yeah. no, I think I it's his older brother, injured. actually. Older brother. Yeah, yeah, older brother, and he put a big shot on as well. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was good to see him. Got noticed. Good. And he came on. Yeah, he did come back off again, but they didn't say that he was injured. Nah. So no. That was a bit no, weird. Maybe it was a blood bin. Mm. So, first Blues win over the Chiefs since 2011. Blues went for a last a try last play to get the attacking bonus point and bagged it, so they got the five points out of huge. it, which was huge. Yeah. I thought, Plummer, this is the best fly half from a Blues fly half all year. Best, best performance. <laughs> yeah. Best performance. That works. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, even, you know, close to Stephen Perifetta-esque, but mm. not quite. Um, just can't kick goals. Second try, uh, the first try of the game, sorry, was Angus Tavau made a line break. Big line break. Good on him. Big man. Atene, Nanai, Satoro, Chip Chase, then Rico picked the ball up and just threw a funny little <laughs> offload to try and give it back to Melania Nanai, and it just went straight into the arms of Carpi mm, to dive just, over. Just dove through straight the middle. Yeah, in the end, it was pretty, pretty close to the first half. The Blues just took it away in the second half. Um, they had massive possession and territory in the first half as well, 78 to 85%. Yeah, they huge. Double the Tying carries down. with that, 135 to 74 as well, and double the line breaks, 14 to 7. Offloads 12, offloads to 1. Mm. The fantasy man of the match was Offar to Ungofasi, 61 points, 11 carries, 7 tackles. He got a try and 10 scrum wins as well, which goes a long way as well. Mm. He also had Melanie Nanai always on 53. Huge. Jonathan Ruru on 50, despite playing like rubbish. Patrick Tupolotu, 48. And Peter Gus, so Kula, 43 points for him. The basketball. Just a quick question. Melani Nana, is he always on 53 points? Because that's what you say. Always scoring big oh, points. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, I think Harry Plummer, we're saying he's good. I reckon he's like Andre Pollard. Is that type of player? Mm, big goal. That type of mould. Yeah, I think he's completely. They both got a pee in their last. Are you just saying because they're tall? They both run the ball. That's why I like him. Okay, they both <laughs> yeah, run it yeah, hard, yeah. right? I would not say Andre Pollard is known as a running five eight either. He's a kicking five eight that can run. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just yeah. move on. Next match. <laughs> so the next match was the Reds versus the Tars. Uh, the Reds got six tries to the Tars four here, but went down thirty two forty at SunCorp Stadium. Um, the injured there was Caleb Timu. Uh, he got a severe concussion. He got knocked like. the hell out, mate. He could see stars. He mm. was he had no clue where he was. Um, JP Smith he also failed a concussion. He's HIA and Chris F Saltia. Um, he hurt his knee. Returning was only Timu, and that didn't last long. Um, unlike <laughs> unlike most Aussie derbies, this was actually a cracking game of footy. Mm. There was lots of skill. There was lots of running from both teams, and it was it was a close game, and it was hard fought right to the very end of the match. Could be the, the most highly skilled Aussie derby of the year, I reckon. Yeah, they looked good running the ball, both teams. Yeah, it was good, and I mean, even some of the players you wouldn't expect were, were performing really quite well. Just less um, errors, you know. Yeah, you mean the, the Reds? Yeah, <laughs> the scrums. The scrums fluctuated a little bit in the game. The the Tars started really well dealing with that red scrum. Um, then they had a few penalties against them. Then Harry Hooper came on, and they they went downhill in terms of their scrums. Um, but yeah, there was a few other things. Samu Karevi, his try, his try assist Insane. was freakish to Jock Campbell. Beat a few, flicks Ooh. that little, yeah, flicks the the mm. little pass off, um, and Campbell had too much pace, and he goes down the sideline to score. Bryce Hegarty, he played out of his skin, had uh, two tries, was really really solid. Um, he also, I think, he had a, a 
few saps as well, but he um his kicking was atrocious in terms of kicking at goal, including one getting charged down by Fipsy. No, that was terrible. Yeah, right um, in front right. as well. Like, that that is unheard of. That's the next thing I was talking about. Yeah. Fipsy played well, and that that charge down was amazing. But it was just so close. Bryce Hegarty was so close. He could have taken ten meters back quite easily, fifteen meters back. So Nick Fitz charged that down. Then the following kick to put the Tars ahead by eight. Um, the Reds didn't even try to charge it down directly in front again. They had not one person try to charge it down, which surprised the hell out of me I, after that. I think Phipps was putting the effort in as well because yeah. he was one of the big reasons they scored as well. Yeah. Matt yeah. McGarn looked really solid. Crossfield kicks, uh, his runs, everything was was pretty solid. Um, better than what Hamish Stewart has been there. Um, and Samu Karevi sure. was completely absent once he moved out to that outside centre. Yeah. In terms of the team stats, um, Foley kicked 8 of 9. Hegarty kicked 1 of 6. And that's the difference right there. It yeah. is. The, the territory went a little bit of the way of the Tars as well as the possession. Uh, pretty similar in terms of some of the other stats. Um, but line breaks. There was 19 Reds line breaks to the Tars 11. Um, and both teams had pretty similar but not so great. 85% tackles. Man of the match here was Bernard Foley. Um, he got 24 points. Uh, that wasn't his man of the match, sorry. That was just him getting a, a, a decent amount of points there on the field. Oh, we don't have any, but um, Alex Murphy was definitely man of the match. He was actually man of the man of the round. <laughs> yeah. 81 points. Um, so he absolutely... He's quite forgettable. He is, but he was playing like a winger. You know, he, he kind of, like that crossfield kick, you know. That doesn't make uh, you a w- playing like a winger. Mate. They, they talked him up so like, much. Mate, it's like Dan Cox. It was, it was a good cross kick from McGahn, yeah. and then all of a sudden he steps inside because it was a, it was just a bit of a short kick, and they're like, oh, he finished that like a winger. It's like, <laughs> no, he's just not fast enough to go on the outside, so he stepped in. He did well, credit to him. He's just not a good player. Okay, so why was he out there in the first place? That's what I'm saying, okay? you know, Because he thinks he's Malcolm Monks. No, he thinks he's Dan Coles, mate. Right. Same, same. Yeah. Thinks he's the best. Mate, no one is Dan Coles. That's true. Not even Dan Coles anymore. <laughs> no, he used to be. Um, yeah, Alex Murphy took out the fantasy man of the match with 81 points. He was pretty impressive. That uh, kick that he actually caught and, and received out of the wing to, to do that little shimmy in and score was, was pretty brilliant. He got 12 tackles, which ended up being 24 points. So he did a, a few uh, good things with the ball and without. Michael Wells got 72 points. Kirtley Beale got 63 Bernard Foley got 54, Matt Pagan 53, Bryce Hegarty 52, Karevi 50, Salakai Lotto 48. They were just handing points out of this match. Hoops. And that's how you know it was an entertaining match. Excellent. <coughs> Lions Highlanders. 38 to 29, the Lions took down the Highlanders in what was a very good game. Uh, I'll get to the referee though, because that's obviously the talking point. Injuries in this one, you had. Sorry, returning in this one, you had Daniel Lennett-Brown coming back from a pretty severe stomach bug where he lost a lot of weight. You had Tay Walden coming back from something or other, but I'm not sure what it was. They never really said. Mm-hmm. And Carl Brink coming back from his knee ligament sprain, whichever ligament that was. Again, they didn't say. Uh, new injuries. Tay Walden didn't last long. <laughs> Concussion. See you, mate. Gornskis will miss this week coming as well. And Waisaki Naholo was pulled pre-game with his ongoing MCL knee injury. Just wasn't quite ready yet, you know. No, yeah, which is why you name him and then pull him again, just to <laughs> muck with the fans. Yeah, it's just terrible. I think we've all given up on him in fantasy anyway. Though, right? I haven't. He's in my team, so um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we don't expect much when he actually plays. <laughs> so first half, the Highlanders tried to mm. slow the game down a lot, uh, wherever possible. We think just you know, assume just to slow the. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting distracted by Nelson taking off his 
guard. It's those every half hour finger stretches he's got to do. <laughs> That's right. It's getting Three, more frequent. Four. <laughs> All right. So the Highlanders tried to slow the game down wherever possible, presumably to save their lungs. But then when the game was actually moving fast, they tried to really punch through the middle, throw a lot of offloads. Mm. Um, so they did try and just control the tempo, I think, which is what any good team does. Uh, Lions played wide to wide, often outflanking the Highlanders' defence. There was a lot of points out there for players like Cornell uh, Scorzan. Cotier, mm. uh, did he score well as well? He did. He, he scored pretty well. He's in the 30s. Yeah, just lots of line breaks mm. because of it. The, the Highlanders had a big rush defence and the Lions did find their way around it, which, to be honest, I didn't think they would. Um, Tommy Franklin made an intentional knockdown. The Lions scored anyway. I think Quagga Smith went through. Yeah. Then the TMO... Um, Marius, what's his name? Oh, oh. He tried to make the, the ref Rasta uh, review it with the hyper reward and a penalty trying to yell a card, even though it was already awarded as a try. So bit bit weird that they would try and milk that one when the yeah. decision had already been made. That's it. No, like, but he's already scored the try, so the advantage has been given. Like, he just, yeah. that's like, yeah. you know, I don't know why he's like, let, let, yeah, he was like, let's look at it anyway and see just if we can also give, give a yellow, yellow card. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, da- Daniel Hollandshed came on Holland's head don't know how to say it <laughs> took over the goal kicking uh, when he came on for Tay Walden as well so he kicked over Joshuani which is I think important to know depending on who takes the field this week I think part of it was because Joshuani was just so worn out like he was he was absolutely done and um, they yeah. couldn't take him off because they had a 6-2 split and the forwards on the bench right? yeah. the penalty count for this one or for the last it was 12-3 to which means now the last three home games for the Lions their penalties are 43 <laughs> For the, uh, for them to and or against the other team, six against, against them. Thor. Ridiculous, yeah. outrageous. I think everyone's weighing in on how bad that is right this now. Got to be conspiracy. The Quagga <laughs> Smith fantasy man of the match stats are seventy-one points, eight carries, two line breaks, five tackle busts, two tries. Mm. Is that right? Two tries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two yeah, tries. Yeah. One try assist and a turnover as well. So the everywhere man back to form. So good on him. Nelson, you'll be cheering. He's the only one that performed for me. <laughs> Lions. We had Courtenal Scozan also backing up 70 points, like yeah, I said. Malcolm yeah. Mark, 62 points. Yeah. Didn't do those on the wing this time, though. And Afiwe Dianche. It looked like he'd done nothing for 70 minutes against me this week. Then scored a try and set up another and got 54 points. I was gutted. <laughs> The Highlanders, you had Jordan Highland making one big run. I think a try for that 60 points yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, C.O. Tompkinson looks rock solid. I really like him. Impress, yeah. He should be in the centres this week. 54 points. And Matt Fettis on think, 53 agent, yeah. points. I picked up rubbish instead of him. And again, the difference, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have changed the result, but uh, the kicking. Yanchis was nailing all his, 6 of 6, and the Highlanders only got 2 of 5. So it just would have made it a lot closer. So. Yep. Playing Josh Yoni. Well, it's actually Holland's here. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Stormers and the Crusaders. Um, a draw, 19 all. Don't know who would have called this. There's one a week. No, that's it. Um, well, it's, it's crazy. It's basically, it just means, it just proves you can't beat the Crusaders. You know what I mean? That's like, right. Even the best you can Unless do. you're the task. Yeah, yeah, the best you can do is a draw. That's it. Um, Safford just can't beat the Crusaders. I was kind of taken back because I realised that um, the terrible refing decision, sorry, uh, Marius, the TMO in the Highlanders game, who was trying to uh, get that yellow card into play, was also the TMO in this Stormers Crusaders game. Oh, and he's the one who, who called back what I think we all, at this table at least, think that um, that was <clears throat> not a forward pass and was a Crusaders try to win them the game. We, we think people are going to disagree, but he was, uh, in all was, that, yeah, in all was <laughs> at full pace. <laughs> he threw the ball backwards out of his hand and it drifted forward. He was still in front of the ball 
when Reese caught it. Look, yep. there's a there's a perfect camera angle showing it coming yeah. backwards out of his hands. Yeah. It doesn't matter that troubles. There's the line there, and that's what gets a little bit uh, mm. questioned when when we look at these calls, right? Mm. It mean, moves forward. There's no the doubt ball about ends it. up going forward, yeah. but it's backwards out of the hand. So if he's running forward, of course momentum carries the ball. So and he said it's, it's, it's actually yeah. ridiculous. He said it with such conviction as well. He's like clear and compelling evidence. That's what he said that uh, it was yeah. a forward pass. I was like, come on, mate. It even came off Lades' hand as they threw it through. Lades tapped it. I don't know mm. if that makes much of a difference. But no, no, he didn't whatever. tap it. He even what? came out on Twitter afterwards and said, guys, just for the record, I didn't get any of that ball. Okay, look like Good it. Good on Lades. Yeah, excellent. Love yeah. the Twitter. All right, let's speed through this. Uh, returning, Sammy Whitelock from The Birth of a Child. He is not a big baby. He had a baby. Uh, PSDT. <laughs> Peter Steph did toy back from okay. a shoulder. Um, Franz Nile Herber back from a rest and Khaleesi back from a rest. In terms of injuries, pre-game, we had a few pulled out. Kieran Reid with a kind of shoulder-neck stinger. They're just not going to risk yeah, him. They just had a stinger that wouldn't go away. Mm. Uh, Crotty, head cut. Not a concussion this time. A head cut, just because everyone assumes concussion. And Wilco Lowe back from... Uh, sorry, was pulled pre-game with a groin niggle. DDA back from... You've got a leg here, but I think it was a rest. Um, and Bongi back from a knee. So... Who cares? We'll kick on. Um, absolute river here. The Stormers came out to play. Um, yeah, they, their line speed, passion, they just absolutely went after them. Uh, they were playing out of their skin. Probably their best game this year, I would say. Um, and the only reason that the Crusaders managed to stay in it was because of Richie Moanga's game management. Um, he just kind of weathered the storm, played some great field position and, you know, kicking for territory. Um, it was enormous. Um the Stormers' first try, they huge line break from C. Khaleesi. Ran at pace under the post. was huge. He's looking good. He is looking very good. Um, Richie made a pretty good chip in contact for a Havili try to counter that. Um, and something oh, we probably don't have time to talk about again, but um, Crotty, uh, Crotty came off after came off at half time and then kind of came back on. It's about yeah. this whole HIA thing. Players, players this whole... Um, in the recent weeks, players kind of going off with a clear injury and then they just call it a HIA. Yeah, the other one was Anurangi. Yeah. With that shoulder injury. Yeah, so same dodgy. one. Yeah, yeah super dodgy. Yeah, right, let's not get into that. Um, all right, but basically, no, it's huge, very, very close, um, tight game. Um, Stormers nailing the set piece. Their lineouts were huge. They pinched a couple. The scrums, they even knocked them back in a, in a scrum as well. Um, and it was basically, look, the uh, both teams had a, had a um, chance to win the game. Uh, Vilemsi could have caught it and dropped it over the line for a try. Um, all the stats, team stats, stats were pretty even. Um, the Crusaders led all the attacking stats, basically. Um, and, yeah, into the fantasy stats. Cody Taylor was your man of the match with 54 points. Um, yeah, just nailed everything pretty much. And from the Stormers, really, it was Peter Steftatoy um, with 40 points. Could have used that Vilemsi try. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure the Stormers could have as well, not just your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, but it was more important. You and, and again, this came to kicking. Both There was five from six for the Stormers and two from three from the Crusaders. So they both had a chance <clears> to um, to knock those over as well. Richie hasn't been great, but we'll get to kickers in dessert. What's after the main? What? Dessert? But what's before that? <laughs> <laughs> the main course. That's that's what we're getting into now. Excellent. Um, that's just me. No one will notice, Harry. <laughs> time for the main course. Round 15. We're looking at round 15 now, boys. Um, the bye this week is to the Hurricanes, so uh, that will mean a lot of fantasy players are out because um, yep. a lot of people have Hurricanes. Yes. Too bad, suck a dick. Um, and <laughs> um, the, fir- the first game of the I round is... Um, yeah, the Crusaders don't either. Um, the Chiefs are taking on the Reds. Nelson. <laughs> Wow, that's rough, mate. That's real rough. Um, so for the main course, yeah, we've got Chiefs 
versus the Reds to kick this one off. Um, injuries and, and people that have had uh, injuries last week. Obviously, Luke Jacobson didn't take the field. Um, we're hoping he's right. You never know with concussions. It, it's a, a tough call. You have to stay. You're hoping he's right. You have to stay and uh, stay tuned with our Twitter. Um, JP Smith and Caleb Timu have both had concussions and they are not travelling with the Reds. Um, whereas Chris Fayaway Saltia, uh, he injured his knee, but it, it, there's been no reports that he hasn't travelled with Queensland, so hopefully he'll be good to go. Um, Mitch Brown, he's had a knee injury in Summer Brevi. Um, he's also not travelling because he's on his rest week because they've been trying to ignore that as much as possible and just keep Karevi on the field. Well, that's because he is the Reds, the Queensland Karevis, yes. we've said. Yeah. Um, and people returning, Boshir should be back from his back injury, Allardyce from his knee, and Retallick from his sting on the no shoulder slash wrist. Yeah, now the wrist is keeping me, has been keeping me. Oh, I was shoulder, the and then it was wrist afterwards, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. last three weeks was just the wrist. I hope, I hope all these guys coming back doesn't mean that Tyler Ardron gets a rest, because he has played every <laughs> it minute. It won't, of the because season. Mitchell Brown's gone for the season, so yeah. Brady Retake will just slot right in. Excellent. Um, Sean Wynui should be back. We should see him slot back in on the wing. I mean, it, it's at home. There's no excuses. His wife's had a baby, um, unless she's hiding another one in there somewhere. So we'll probably see Shooter Stevenson. Is that how it works now? Is that <laughs> to the bench. <laughs> you never know, man. Well <laughs> you never know, man. And uh, so Shooter Stevenson should probably drop to the bench or out of the 23 altogether. I speculate probably the bench. Um, Anton Leonard Brown, he's only had one rest week. We were thinking that maybe he they just wouldn't rest him because they're not going to make the finals, but he has played six games in a row. So we'll likely see him being rested this week. Nankavell should fill his spot. I think he has to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the rules, but they like to make it up as they go unless, sometimes. Unless Colin Cooper's a rebel. Yeah. Uh, he's no, no, he's the chief. Chiefs, mate. Come on, mate. Um, so this is two teams that have been pretty out of form. Chiefs have won one of the last five, whereas I think the Reds have won two, and their hopes of winning the Aussie Conference has been fading. Um, whereas the Chiefs just basically have no chance. Even Both though these teams are so far gone. Yeah. Samu Karevi being rested. Yep. They're sweating on, on Chris <laughs> F. Sortia to, to be pass fit after the heavy knock on his knee. That This will obviously dictate that, that 12-13 combination. Duncan Paoia should slot straight into that 12. And if it's not Chris F. Sortia, Naya Valo should come into that 13 jersey. Um, we've got no update. Filippo uh, Dalgunu. He broke his arm six weeks ago, so he could be back in round eight. Mm. Um, but probably not. We haven't heard about that. Hopefully he was over with Wysecki's uncle, the uh, yeah. doctor. Jock Campbell, he's been doing well, and he is rightfully should hold on to his spot. We might see Seb Wildman or Aiden Toa fill that other wing spot, whereas Matt McGahn should retain that 15 jersey because he looked really quite All good. All I know there. is I hope it's Seb Wildman because I, like, I don't know anything about him, but he can't be worse than Aiden Toa. Probably a bit of MRC. Mm, there you go. Um, so he's yeah. tiny, isn't he? No, I don't think he's that small. Like Jock Campbell size? No, I don't want to say that. Jock Campbell's tiny, isn't he? Yeah, I thought Seb Wildman was the same. Maybe. Um, well, look, my guess is that this is this could be a pretty high-scoring match in terms of actual um, rugby and fantasy. I'm sure people <laughs> will miss some tackles, um, and, and there'll be quite a few tries. Both of these teams oh. 
tend to have pretty high scoring matches. Yeah, it'll get loose. There'll be loads of offloads. Yeah, very loose. You know, tackle bus. Um, yeah. But without Karevi, I can't see them getting the job done. So I think the Chiefs will win this one. Yeah. Um, and they'll be leading by a try or two. And the Reds will have a sniff until right towards the end. And someone will ask. Can confirm. Seb, Seb Wildman. Yeah. He's got two centimetres on Jock Campbell. He's 188 centimetres. And he's <laughs> That's weight. That's small. He's got 11 kilos on him. He's 96 kilos. 96 kilos and like six foot two or something. Well, there we go. Now we're talking. That's not small. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Put your house on the Chiefs, I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Okay. I wouldn't say, I actually, would, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have said that at all, mate. All right. I the Chiefs actually, are pretty poor. Yeah. But the Chiefs should Isn't win. Isn't that what we just, we just said the Chiefs are going to win? No, we said they win. Don't put your house on it. If Brody's back, they'll win. If not, I'm not putting my money anywhere near the Chiefs ever. Okay. That's true. There you go. Um, Rummy's bulls. Sit on the fence, boys. It's fine. Oh, I didn't sit on the fence. I made a decision. <laughs> We're not throwing a house. <laughs> all right. It's house or nothing, mate. It's like rocks or diamonds, all right? No new injuries for the Brumbies <laughs> versus the Bulls in Australia. Uh, returning, you, you have a number of players who we keep saying will come back and then never do. So let's stick to form with that one. Mm. David Pocock, if you remember him, he's that guy that tore his calf in the preseason. Should be the Wallaby 7. Rory Arnold. <laughs> Uh, who has an ankle injury. He was apparently close to coming back last week as well. Lockie McCaffrey, another one who only just missed out. They ended up giving the extra week with his MCL injury. McCaffrey, I thought you were going to say MCL. I thought you were going to say just missed out on the Wallabies uh, training squad. But, yeah, right. Yeah, because he didn't get uh, any game time with his injury the last couple of weeks, mm. which means they instead picked up that guy with all the game time, Rob Valentini, <laughs> who's also hopefully back this week with a dislocated kneecap. So... He, well, hopefully, hopefully, he's hopefully not still dislocated. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's healed yeah. and he's returning. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Smooth. Thank Smooth. you for clearing that up for me. Um, so, I mean, the obvious talking point is the, the back row for the Brums. Who knows how many of those guys are going to be back, but that's literally their first choice top three. Uh, I, I would note that Pete Samu has also been left out of the Wallabies camp, so he's clearly <laughs> dropped there, and Valentini's in. So expectation is Pete Samu to the bench if they're all fit. You might see Valentini come back off the bench just because of the fact that he's a bit younger. And that Samu's been playing some good footy. Yes, no, recently. No, no, I won't agree with that. Brumby's <laughs> uh, clear attacking weapon is they're rolling more. The Bulls forwards are obviously incredibly incredibly physical. So, you know, I, th- I say it every week, but their ability to shut down that Brumby's pack could be a big telling factor. Uh, the Brums have been expanding their game a lot more over the last few oh, weeks. I just want to say on that, they, um, they did shut down the um, Rebels... Drive, uh, driving malls three times off the line out. Mm. The Bulls were all over that. They, the Rebels were getting nowhere with their driving mall. Yeah, but this driving mall sucks. Well, it, it, yeah, okay. It's, it's, well, it doesn't compare to the Brumbies, but but anyway, the Bulls just absolutely Who shut that down. Mm. That's true. Uh, Crusaders, maybe. Um, so, well, they're pretty good, man. I like this. Brumbies are a bit be trickier. Brumbies the best, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, they're, they're throwing the, the ball around a lot more, which is obviously where they uh, have been trying to develop their game. They got four tries last week. Um, sorry, I take that back. They played the Summers two weeks ago and absolutely hammered them. So obviously, it's not going to be so easy against the Bulls this week. The Bulls also trying to open the game up and give their backs a bit more ball. They scored four tries last week. Um, I would think that the Brumbies, the Bulls, will come with a big high line speed again and try and really outmuscle the Brums. Brums have got a really world class tight five, so hopefully can uh, can resist that. And then I'm thinking the Brums to counteract that Bulls line speed, the only way they're going to do it is to look for people like Valentini, McCaffrey, Arnold, maybe some of their front rowers to try and punch through the middle. So you might see those guys get a fair few runs, especially early on, and rack up a few more metres than they normally would. Mm. 
Um, I would think from that, you know, by extension that the Brummies outside backs won't get much. So Henry Spade's days are over. He's had his one. He's, he's, yeah, he's only well, gets one week anyway of defense. True. Defense the only thing I was going to say is that um, if if because we're a podcast that gives such big insights, so next week they are playing the Sunwolves though. So Henry Spade could be back for his second good game of the year. <laughs> That's true. That's if you want to plan ahead. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Brumbies line defense has been absolutely awesome the last three or four games I've played. So. And, and that was against the Haguares and the South African teams as well. So that will be very tough for the Bulls to get through. And, you know, normally I think they look for their players like Aji Snyman and Dwayne Vermeulen to try and muscle over a lot of teams. And yeah. I just don't think it will happen this week. Remember that D against the Haguares in Buenos Aires? It was incredible. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, so. The week before was the same as well. Yeah. So I, I just generally think they're going to find it quite hard. So they, they will have to try and throw it around or just kick their points. Yeah. I think uh, Berger will probably be average. Just wanted to note that. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Pollard will kick all the points. Well, that's what I think. That's right. They didn't go for um, for the, the points every time against the Rebels last week, but I think they will this game. Absolutely. Pollard will just take them all day. Yeah. Cool beans. All right, let's move on to the Rebels and the Sunwolves. Oh, sorry, Sunwolves and Rebels. It's in Tokyo. Um, there's no real new injuries for this one. Sunwolves coming off the bye. Should be fresh um, and should be uh, an enigma throwing the uh, team lineup at us as per usual. Um, oh, mate, you've... you've... I really thought that you knew this, but no, they, I did. They I, have I'm, a just, I'm just about to get to it. So oh, just, sorry. Anyway, um, come on, mate. Come down. Samisi Masarewa will be back from his ban. That's the only type of returning. Gross. Thing. Well, I mean, we hope he's not back from his ban. Let's be fair. So what Harry was going to jump the gun and get into was uh, a tweet by friend of the pod Richard Freeman, who uh, keeps everyone in the know when it comes to the Moon Dogs. Um, just tweeted out uh, a squad of 32 players that are training for this game for the Sunwolves. Um, and look, it's pretty much all of the usual suspects, um, plus a couple of big names. So, um, noted Amanaki Mafi, Jose Salmaki, never heard of him, and the co-captain Craig Miller um, is back um, in that training squad, um, and also Michael Little. Uh, he is not in the training squad. So for anyone that has still managed to hold out hope um, all this time, I don't know why you have, um, but he's not back. Yeah, it, it hurts. I got rid of him last week. Harry, stop trying to show us memes while we're doing the pod, mate, all right? Okay. You're I've not very you professional, mate. Um, so anyway, uh, from that, look... This is I'm... the best thing I've seen all day. <laughs> Just some guy working out at the gym by himself but he's got a sword throwing it into every part of his workout. It's fantastic. Yeah, see, it doesn't work as well when you're describing it with yeah, words. Yeah. Um, Go watch it. Hashtag Game of Thrones. <laughs> Nothing else will come up. Nice. All right. Um, anyway, so from that, um, look, I mean... I just, I just want to see Salmaki play. Um, Everyone does. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a very similar looking Sunwolf side. And look, just from how it's, how it's rolled out so far this season, I think if we see Marfi and Salmaki, they'll, they'll come off the bench. Yeah, um, I wouldn't sadly. expect them to start. No, exactly. They so. don't seem to like him very much. So yeah, so I expect. Why well, like good people? Mm. So even though, yeah. not necessarily good people. Sorry, Marvin. That's it. So even though I said enigmatic, sorry, <laughs> I, I do take that back. I think I think the team will look pretty similar, but um, but still, you never know with the Sunwolves, do you? Um, all right, onto the Rebels. Um, I don't think they've announced their twenty-eight um, on the plane to Tokyo yet, but um, that will likely come out tomorrow. So just uh, stay tuned for uh, us on Twitter for that. Um, changes for the Rebs. So Jordan Ulysses, uh, the money ball, he. Um, he played for the Rebels B team that lost to the Japan Wolfpack in the curtain raiser for the Rebels Sunwolves game last week. Ringing endorsement. 
that's it. Um, and um, <laughs> also, fun fact, he has a brother. Uh, there's another Ulysses who was uh, junior, who was uh, playing prop with him. 18 or 19. Yeah, very young. Very yeah. big boy, bigger than Jordan. We want more of them. That's Except it. we want them playing footy. Just a, I've still never seen the guy a play. Factory, production line. There's, there's another Valentini out there as well. He's, he's playing. Let's just get all the brothers. Um, anyway, so we could see Ulysses make a, um, a, his first well, first appearance for the year off the bench. Um, I mean, you, you never know, actually. He, they could even just throw him in there to start. Um, I, I highly doubt it, but um, he's supposed to be in the best shape of his life right now. And the only reason I say that is because Rangi has more or less played every game of the season. <laughs> and um, he did look a bit bashed up last week. So it's a possibility, but still, I suspect it'll be Rangi starting Ulysses on the bench and, um, yeah. and Roach. Uh, sorry about it, mate. Um and look, I think the Rebels will be actually good. Uh, Rebels hook will be a good value because they're they're probably likely to go a driving more. They tried it a few times against the Bulls, but it'll work against the um, yep. Sun. The other thing is, Ulysses was in the Wallabies camp, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to, to give him some time. game time. Yeah. Perfect. All right, smashing through it quickly. Uh, could be a good game to rest some Wallabies. So um, just quickly, you can't just say smashing through it quickly. That doesn't make it fast. If you're ten minutes over time, it actually you're... takes time. So that... <laughs> this is Every why time, I have I'm, to. I'm, Aaron, you're so so you guys take over, and I just run out of time. <laughs> yeah, That's what happens. Yeah. Um, they could rest Wallabies, so uh, just be mindful of that. Uh, there are other teams that have uh, made that mistake and paid the price before. I'm looking at you, Waratahs. Um, and uh, also with Quade Cooper, same story as Rangi. Um, you know, they could rest him. He's played every minute, or like, he's played every game. Um, and with Matty Tamua back in the fold, uh, particularly, again, the Wallabies wanting to have some game time. Could see him starting. Um, anyway, uh, rounding this out, in terms of the game plan, I think the Rebels will just follow that blueprint from the Brumbies a couple of weeks ago. Slow the game down, driving malls, set pace. Um, which will be a little bit harder for the Rebs because they're all about flat line attack. Um, and look, the only thing I'll say is that if they keep with their flat line attack, because of that insane line speed from the Moon Dogs, there could be some intercepts up for grabs and yep. things like that. But um, I see the Rebels getting it done um, against yep. the Moon Dogs. I think the Moon Dogs are on a downward trajectory. Me too. All right. The next match is the Crusaders versus the Blues. Uh, recent injuries that could affect this one. Carl Twinner Coffee. Uh, he should be back from his illness. I don't know exactly what his illness was, but you'd suspect that he'd be settled, even if he's on some uh, some drugs to get him through the, the last week and get him to improve. That's Parsons, some highly detailed information. Yeah, Parsons, uh, he's got a sore back. I'm going to give you big details on this one. Not sure if he's going to come back. <laughs> Reed, um, they were fearing that Kieran Reed won't be good to play this week after his shoulder and neck injury, so um, stay tuned. And Crotty, I mean, he should be fine. He only had a cut. So that you'd suspect that wouldn't keep him out for this week. Um, returning, yeah, Sunny, you've said that he's not going to play. He's concussed now. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, and that means then all starts. Sunny Bill Williams, uh, he had a, a knee injury in round eight, and he looks like he's good to go. He had an operation from that as well. Yeah, uh, Moody, he may be right, um, and he's had some stitches after a big gash in his knee. Um, so if Reed misses out, it means we're going to have two of either Taufua, Fetu Douglas, and uh, Ethan Blackadder filling their sixth and eighth jersey. Fetu Douglas was awesome early on in the year, so surely we're going to see him come back into that starting side if, if we don't have Reed there. Mm. Um, but you never know, maybe they're, they're liking what, what they had last week with Taufua and Blackadder. They obviously like Taufua. I think he's a bit of a favourite, despite the fact that he's had a bit of an, a slow start to the season. I could see them continuing to try and build his minutes for the finals. Yep. 
Um, over the past few days, an incident has come to light through social media. We're not going to speculate too much on its validity. Oh, However, Avili um, <laughs> appears to be at the center of it, as, as well as a few other Crusaders slash All Blacks players. Allegedly, they've been involved involved in a homophobic altercation after the Lions match. Looks like it was at McDonald's, just going for some Big Macs and throwing out some AM Big hate Macs speech. Yeah, throwing out some hate it's speech. It's always the 4 a.m. Big Macs. That's, that's when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly 4 a.m. Allegedly 4 a.m. <laughs> Allegedly. Speculation. Um, we don't know to what extent this is going to affect the selections this week, but if it does, we should see if Bridge isn't involved, which his name's been thrown out there, but if... Allegedly. Allegedly. He might <laughs> slot back to 15 and on to the wing. Um, Could Enel be involved? Allegedly. Nah, he's too cool. Um, <laughs> if he has, he deserves to be punished. Um, even with these disruptions, I can't see the Blues taking this one out, uh, especially in Christchurch, and especially after the Crusaders got that draw last week. So throughout this year, they've had two draws and a loss, and they generally bounce back and slaughter the team the following week. Yeah, but the two draws and the loss are generally when Richie Moe's not there, mate. This is the first time something so horrible than not winning by 50 has happened with him on the oh, field. So he's saying well, 33% is with Richard. Yeah, but look, what's what's the worst that happens if um, if Havili or Bridge or any of these guys go out? Oh, they, they bring a, a better player and Will Jordan comes no, on. Will Jordan's he's out, injured, mate. mate. Yeah, but he could be right. No, he's no, he for the season. probably out the season. You've seen the update. They think he's gone for the season. Mate, no one looks at your updates, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, cheers, buddy. The Blues are struggling to find form with only one win of their last five matches. Um, Plummer, last weekend he had one of five kicks And against the Crusaders He's going to have to make everything count And get his points when they're available um, So we can't see something like that again If they're going to have any chance But the blueprint's been there Not that it means it's easy to follow The blueprint is there From the from the Stormers, the Sharks and the Tars Mate, even, the, even the Blues the round one yeah. They look like they should have won that game You've got to be dominant up front. You've got to have good, solid line speed. Make your tackles. And you, can, like, you can't be afraid to kick, but your kicks want to go out and keep the Crusaders in their half. I don't, dis- I, I don't agree. You know, a lot of the analysis on the Crusaders, they've been saying that big up and unders, contestable kicks have been a really good way to pin them back. Mate, I think it's real well, simple. Smart kicking. Smart I think it's real yeah. simple. I think the teams that have held onto the ball longer than the Crusaders have done better but against them. The thing about that, Harry, is an up and under is you're not giving them a chance to kick return. So it, it's still a... a a contestable? Not, yeah, so you don't want to have it something that you're just giving the ball over to the Crusaders. It's got to be out or it's got to be something you can try. Look, everyone has alleged theories on how you beat the Crusaders and um, no one's got them to come to fruition. No, it does. Except yeah. the geniuses at the time. Oh, I can't see the Blues winning this one. The Crusaders, Crusaders are going to get the job done no matter who takes the paddock. What do you boys think? Crusaders. <clears throat> it's Crusaders, yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Excellent. Next one, Moratas versus the Jaguares was my last game, and I just want to come back to that very quick. Actually, that's my current game. Where was that timing? Um, so injuries, we had. Where I've, are you, mate? I've, I've just Have got an update. I've just got an update, and I wanted to slide it in. Then I realised that I was actually my turn to talk about the yeah. exact team and player I wanted to talk about. Nice. So, moving on. The players that may be out, Tolu Latu, obviously done for drink driving. He's got a court case, June sixth. June sixth. So Three weeks away or something, two and a half weeks away. So allegedly, I, I'm not sure. No, 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 no he's that's, been done. That's, <laughs> he, he, was, he was almost three times over the limit. I just yeah. like saying that word. It's a... I don't know if he was driving. It was well, a sleeper. Wasn't, the wasn't he? Uh, yeah. no, the car was stopped. 
car yeah. was stopped. Yeah, but was I think if your keys are in, mate, you're done. Yeah, but, but does they, the engine have to be on? But oh, was a... the car parked or was the car just on? <laughs> <laughs> he was asleep behind the wheel, mate. These are details we need to Let's know. Let's be honest. He was, they forgot about half the bucket of KFC he was into. You know what I mean? He was <laughs> yeah. half the way his way. He was a food coma. Yeah. Slip behind the and wheel, was just blind. like the Chiefs coaching team. Oh, no. Uh, so anyway, he might might be stood down, but we're waiting to hear the progression of that. Izzy Folau, you must be under a rock if you don't already know his contract has been torn up. What? He has <laughs> not, <laughs> he has not contested it, although he may go to the courts. He's hinted as much. Yeah. He's apparently not happy, except he's probably done this on purpose. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. How would you feel if he lost $4 million? Mate, he's done this on purpose. Returning, you got Jetty Holloway coming back from his ban. I thought he might have been back last week, but I was wrong. There was a buy in there. So this week he will be back. Uh, and one more injury that just came hot off the press, Sebastian Canciliere. He suffered a small tear to his iliopsoas, which is part of his hip flexors, so the front of your hip, and he will be out for a couple of weeks as well, so they'll be looking for a new winger. Oh, he's been gone. He has been it wasn't very good. Uh, no, he's still solid. Still, no, he wasn't. Uh, he always was good. I can tell you he got 35 points with his injury. Yeah, but he played most of the match. Yeah, still like 35 the, is alright, mate. Okay. Uh, so, better than your outside backs. Your, your gun outside backs, mate. Seven rings. Oh! You are the Osaka, Marlo. Fellas, let me get into this. Jaguares are the best touring team in the Southern Hemisphere in the past couple of years. That's in the world. They are now five of their last games they've won down in the Southern Hemisphere. The only loss was two weeks ago to the Highlanders, and that was by only five points. Mm. So, yeah, last year they had a solid four New Zealand tour. Four, four until yeah. Then. So... They, and they just beat the Hurricanes. Like they, They're a very good team down here. Mm. The Waratahs will be desperate to win, and it should be a cracking match because they're playing some good footy right now. But the Haguardo is a very tough team to beat when they're going well like they are. Mm. The Hags should just try and play all their games away. They should, actually. <laughs> uh, maybe they can play some in Japan. So they're pretty good for that. <laughs> yeah. Waratahs still have five Olbies that need to have a rest week. Daryl Gibson said he won't rest them until they strengthen their finals chances, so unlikely to be this week. The one I'm thinking is... At the moment, uh, with Jed Holloway coming back, you might see Rob Simmons have a rest. He's had no rest. Please, 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 please. He's been playing well, mate. Please. Please. Yes, he's been on uh, So that could be the one, if there was one obvious one to me. But the others that have had no rest whatsoever are Kepu and Jake Gordon, actually, as well. So those with a heavy Wallabies workload are expected to miss two. Those with a light workload of one. So I'm thinking maybe one each for them. You also have one rest so far to Beal, Hooper, Foley, Adamashi Cooper, and Carmichael Hunt. So if they're in the Wallabies picture, obviously Hunt's not right now, uh, then they need Would probably... Would you say he's in the Hunt, the Wallabies? No, I think not. It's not such a hunt okay. All right, come Can't on, boys. So Beal, Hooper, Foley are obviously <laughs> the big ones. Still need to have another rest, but it won't be this week. Just good to be aware of. Currently, hmm. Beal's average since playing at fullback this year... You mean since me trading too, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, his average for the year at fullback is 43.8 because he scored 10 points in round four. But that was when Izzy Folau was still on the field distracting him with his homosexual criticisms. Allegedly. He's gay. No, criticisms. Without... No, I lost it. <laughs> his five-round average is 50.6 since Folau's gone and he's been playing at fullback, which Jeez. is yeah, five games now. And his last three is 56.3. So he's on fire. Mm. Um, Nick Phipps, another one playing really, really well. He's got a three-round average of 45.7, which is second only to Will Genia. That's disgusting. 
I know, and but playing really well. And uh, Romero Moyano, the highest three-round average for the Jaguares in this game. He's got a 45.3 average. He was mud for me for so long. The other thing I want to look at <laughs> is Domingo Miotti versus Joaquin Diaz Bonisha and how that compares for a couple of different players. So firstly, you do it quickly. at them... Yeah, Bonisha has 45 and 20 for his last two games for a 32.5 average, whereas Miotti has scored none coming off the bench, so get rid of him. But he scored 14 and 27 starting the two weeks prior at 20.5. So a massive 12-point difference. Bonisha is a far better fly-half when he starts than Miotti. Fantasy half-half. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I care about. And uh, the outside backs, you know, we, we said early in the year that Bonisha doesn't get the ball out, but if we look at the three main outside backs, Conciliere, 38.5 average with Benicia versus 41 versus Miotti, so pretty even. Moyano has a 49.5 average compared to 27 for Miotti. Come on, mate. And Boffelli is 31 <laughs> he, average he for loves Bo- his numbers. Bonicia and 35 for Miotti, so pretty even there. So basically, no, they do not get less ball now that Bonicia's come back. It's okay. scoring well. Cool. Cheers. Excellent. <laughs> Sure, it doesn't have anything to do with the games. You, well, you got any more you want to say, Harry? No, they've been no, in New Zealand for those two games. Okay. Uh, moving on. Stormers Fresh and up. the Highlanders. Uh, the Stormers at home in DHL Newlands again. Um, can they get up like they did last week against the Crusaders? That will be the question. Um, returning for this one, Waisaki Naholo, like we said, pulled pregame um, off the bench last week because he wasn't quite ready to come back and and just absolutely tear it up to stake his All Blacks claim again. Um, Liam Squire also could possibly be back. I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling we don't think he will be, but um, he didn't fly out on tour because of some family issues or whatever. Um, yeah. But it is possible that he flies over there because he's one that, if he's in the picture, they will want to get some game time as well. Um, I think they said it was quite likely to rule him out. Yeah, no, well, that's, that's what I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So as I said, Stormers... They looked absolutely gun last week. Can they do it again? Um, their set piece was on fire. They were stealing lineouts from the Crusaders, even pushing, driving them back off um, their Crusaders scrum on their own feed. Um, Etzebeth and Peter Steff did toy, just getting through the work. Um, Peter Steff back was a huge, uh, made a huge difference to the Stormers. Um, <clears throat> no surprise. Mm. Um, and yeah, look, I think the Stormers are just going to want to keep as much possession as they can um, and just kind of slow the game down really minimise opportunities for counter-attack. They did that pretty well against the Crusaders. Um, so they're just going to want to play territory, um, hold that really big defensive line. Um, and uh, it's going to be an interesting one. The Highlanders, not so much this year, but in the past have been um, almost better when they don't have the ball. They're happy to um, to do a lot of tackling and just counter-punch. But um, the Stormers have been really great <clears throat> last uh, week doing that. Um, I didn't. I don't think we talked about it in the review, but Josh Stander is he's just about a million times better than John Luke Duplessis. I think they were starting to work that out as well. Themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like holy cow! I mean, I, look, I, I, we still all would love to see Damien Valemsi at ten. Um, you know, and that would be a great battle against Josh Uwani. But if we can't have uh, Valemsi, then we'll settle for Josh Stander. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Stander it is. But no, just in terms of the um, the kicking game when John Luke Duplessis came on. Oh, he must have kicked like two two out on the full, um, and just he just couldn't make anywhere near the same territory. It's like he's junk. It just absolutely kind of ruined that momentum and that kind of game management. Stander was really really good um, that they needed. So I think I think they're they're definitely warming to Stander. Mm. Definitely warming to him. Absolutely. And uh, look, I mentioned Josh Uwani before, and so talking about him, um, God, he has been good. 
in terms of averages, his three-round average has been 52.7. His five-round average, 45.4. He has been absolutely killing it. Getting um, better. And, and, getting, and taking that opportunity as, uh, as pivot with all the other fly halves out for the... But he looked Highlanders. tired last week, right? But he looked, no, he just... He, I think they would have taken him off because he looked like he'd taken quite a hit. Like he'd taken a bit of a knock. He wasn't oh, injured. No, he didn't come off. No, he didn't. This is what I'm saying. I think they would have taken him off if they didn't have that 6-2 split. Because oh, right. all they had was a halfback. They had Kanye Hamilton, as I like to call him. Um, and uh, I don't know who the other back was. It was Hollinshead. They had a, they had a halfback and... Anyway. Uh, um... Aaron Smith has also been a gun. We're talking about Josh Uwadi. Uh Aaron Smith, three-round average, 38.7, and his five-round average, 36. So he's been killing mm-hmm. it as of late as well. Um, and they're really forming a great partnership. Um, and yeah, so we were just talking about that. What are they going to do against the Stormers? Um, they're probably going to want to go with that 6-2 split again, I would imagine. <clears throat> so six forwards, two backs, just because this game is going to be about making a lot of tackles and a lot of work. So... I think that they'll go with that again, but it was interesting to note that you know they it looked like they would have liked to take Iwani off last week. Are they, they in could... trouble without the accountant? Yes, I think so. Um, I mean, look, Fadez has actually been really good at, at fullback. He's actually slotted in quite well, but I think just um, uh, just he's just like, not the accountant. No, he like he, he has. No, Fadez had an all right running game. His kicking's actually not bad, but he just doesn't have that kind of composure. Yeah. Um, and they're missing that leadership a lot, kind of out the back there. So. Ben Smith's ability to just kind of identify opportunities and see things before they happen. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to back the Stormers, and because I've done that, I think they're going to be awful and lose by 50. But what do you guys think? Oh, I like that. I'm going to go Stormers, but <laughs> sneaking in. Well, I agree. I'm, I'm going to back the Highlanders then just to be controversial, and also because Harry has um, a lot of Stormers players in his team that he's hoping does well. So, Yeah, all right. Well, that does that game. <clears throat> Nelson, so let's... Um... The final game of the round is the Sharks versus the Lions. Leons. Leons, we all know Sharks can't win if it's out of water, right? So the Lions have this one. Is that what you're saying, Kagi? Leons? No, but um, alright. I just thought if we were, <laughs> while we're talking nonsense, Leons, let's yeah. just keep it going. Mate. Yeah, fair. Okay. No, um, no one's returning. Um, Harry wrote someone's returning, but I'm not too sure what he wrote there. People that are um, returning are Dan the wheels Dupree, are off. Um, <laughs> after a rest week. Mahuza after he, an injury he, to his is LCL. Is he the better Dupree as well in 2019? Uh, then he's, also, Wanda Silic he played for the Golden Lions last week. And Warren Whiteley, he should be hopefully back from his bruised knee. Yeah, he's expected to be. So for this one, we're just going to talk pretty it. much about what we want to see. We want to see Wanda Simalani mm. back in the red and white, played for the, the backup team, or the Golden Lions, sorry, last week. Mm. Um, on that note as well, surely we want to see Tyrone Green get another crack. I know, um, these guys are just electric. Yeah, look, Kagi, you have Andreas Coetzee. I do. Would you be happy for him not to play? No, I, I, I want to be dropped so that I can actually drop him for my fantasy team. Yeah. Yep, there you go. So You, you can do that. I just anyway. need the excuse. Do you want Tavita Lee? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I'll give you Alamara. Look what's here. Surely, so we, we all think that Bosch will still um, continue to start at 10. He's been doing quite he well there. He should. That he should. Mean he will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bobby Dupree, uh, he's been on the bench, and I mean, we don't think he necessarily even deserves that at the moment. He's pretty pretty poor form. You don't reckon it'll be like they've come off the rest week, and, uh, and Coach Dupree will be like, Robbie's trained the house down this over the, over <laughs> Look, the rest could, week. You know? They could. They could. Give, give your son a chance. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, look, he. Bob Dupree's been getting more and more minutes. 
for Farsi. Farsi's been going off earlier. First he came off for 58 minutes, then 57, mm. then in the last match, 50 minutes. So they're giving Bobby Dupree's more minutes. Jeez, you're splitting hairs at 58 and 57 being a progression. And then 50, <laughs> mate. Huge, right? Yeah. That is some big stuff. Fair enough. So, look, I mean, he's starting to, to try to use them together with uh, um, Bobby Dupree's coming off the bench. So, oh, look, realistically, that's probably what they'll stick with, is my opinion. Mm. Um, the Sharks' line speed in the defence is just absolutely insane. That's why they did so well against the Crusaders a handful of week backs, uh, weeks back. With um, what we expect is that they're going to absolutely bully the shit out of the Lions. Um, they're going to try and rattle Elton Yandy's um, language, mate. Yeah, Chase is a family podcast. Have you been drinking, Harry? You're just sitting here chuckling to yourself. He is. It's weird. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, strange. It's true. I saw my brother-in-law on Happy Gas last week, on the weekend, and you look very similar to what he was like. Are yeah, you stuck into his endones, mate? Or what's going on here? Like... <laughs> All right. Um, and I think this must it's have been water. what High Harry wrote. He said, expect the Lions back on to be much or shit. <laughs> nice. That's it. That's... So, you have to be high. Mm. Malcolm Marks is their only hope. Can he carry the Lions to a chance of winning this one? Uh, Warren Wiley, he should be back. Adds a lot of experience <laughs> to that back row. <laughs> Technically, you guys need help. Sharks, <laughs> do you need a break? Do you want to do the Sharks are favourites? <laughs> Look, I can save my end tones for a reason. I don't know what's wrong with Harry. Sharks, sorry. Look, I'm being serious here. Sharks are technically the favourites, but we know the Lions, um, they're low on the table, so due to our hashtag science, we think they, they should be able That's to win this That's been one. the formula in the South African Conference. It's, yeah. So uh, if, you, if you're confused and you, you forgot what we were talking about here, just look up hashtag science on Twitter, on any of the socials, and you, you'll find this point. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Who do you, you boys are you backing the Sharks? You think they're going to have a crack here, or or you think the Lions will, will pull one out? I'm going to back the Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. Yeah, Sharks can do it. I, I did think that the Lions um, wouldn't be able to get around the Sharks' hard line D, but then watching them play last week and seeing them get around the outside um, of the Highlanders. Highlanders? Nice. Yeah, they um they did it quite well. So who knows? But it if could, we it could go close, we could see Green. We could see Similani. <sighs> a bit of excitement injected mm. into that back line. That's it. Harry picked up uh, Harold Vorster after he had his one good game of the year. Yeah, and, I was uh, hoping he came into a rich vein of form. Yeah, he's not. Not today. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, look, that would conclude our main course, which would mean that Harry's one job every week um, that he continually seems to fail at would bring us to some the meal that you have after after uh, main course. <laughs> he's a really big fan. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Does that though? I don't know how it's possible, but you're getting worse. What like, is wrong with you today, like, mate? You just, yeah. It's a bit too late for it. Just stop. Just leave All now. All I know is that you will never be a DJ. Just, just, no. And no more. Don't, I'm going to close Don't you damn here play. All right. <laughs> Harry's computer's now been shut. Um, <laughs> That's what we on, isn't it? Actually, turn off. <laughs> I really hope that that's all in there because it's still on. Okay, great stuff. Uh, um, well, let's get into the dessert then. Um, after Jesus. all that, we were going to look at goal kickers uh, and their kind of. No, we still are. That's true. We are going to, and we are um, looking at goal kickers' success. So, so far in Super Rugby 2019, there have been 45 different players 
that have kicked a goal in Super Rugby. And we all know your goal kicker, that's three points. Mm. That's three points for your team. You want a lot of goal kickers if you can. Unless they miss, in which so case you, it is negative points. Have you, yeah. have you seen the new Rugby World Cup game they're talking about, 2019 Rugby World Cup? I have. They have Malcolm Marks... Kicking goals. Kicking goals. And they said they were fixing up the little errors in the game. That's it. No, they know that... More uh, precise. They know that fantasy managers will go to any lengths. So they'll get Malcolm Marks to kick just to get those extra few points. Yeah. Um, but look... Uh, I so, really hope that game comes out. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Well, I hope it comes out and it's good. You know what I mean? Like, we spent yeah. two years apparently working on it. Yeah, yeah it doesn't mean much. Nothing will ever spent be, like a month no, from the last Nothing will ever beat Jonah Lomo rugby. But, um, Next, EA, bring out 2008 and update the team names. Correct. Get us on as guest commentators or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yes, the um, especially after our performance tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. How you're at. So yes, there was, as I said, 45 different players have kicked a goal, and there's another three players that have attempted. Um, Isaac Lucas, Bofeshi, Bofeli, and <laughs> oh, Sean God. Stevenson have Shooter um Stevenson. have all. Shooter Stevenson is named <laughs> after an accurate golfer from a movie and can't kick a single goal. Yeah, yeah, true. It's, Classic. Uh, he clearly didn't have his um, shit for breakfast. So. You know, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Oh, yeah. Come on, mate. Uh, all right, so it's, this is gonna be real simple. We're gonna break it down into we've literally sorted it. We're gonna look at who has kicked the most goals. So the top fifteen um, players that have kicked the most goals this season, and then we're gonna look at accuracy. So the top fifteen players by accuracy, and, and they must have the only requirement being they must have at least kicked ten goals. So. In terms of the... Look, I'll go through the first five, uh, the top five. In terms of kicking the most goals, no surprise, uh, it is Andre Pollard. Who the, thought? That's it. The, uh, the man... Why you listen. The machine who has been kicking them from over 50, um, and we suspect will kick a few this weekend. That was our hot tip. He has kicked 56 from 69 at 81%. So I actually thought he'd be better than that. I know it's good. Well, I thought he was better. 81 is not bad, but it's not amazing. Well, he's almost kicked 20 more, like almost had 20 more attempts than the next highest. You know what I mean? So, That's true. Um, but true, and and also because he is taking some of these from 50 plus. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you got to think fair. about that, I guess. Um, second, we've got Bernard Foley, 41 mm. from 53, 77%. Um, again, who would have thought that? But I guess Foley can kick, but just never the ones that count. Uh, I mean, I know. We'll, <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll give him the Crusader. We'll, 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 oh, we'll give him the Super, Super Rugby, rugby. title. <laughs> yeah. But I think this year, what there's been two of them where he just had to get a kick to win the game. Global warming. Global warming. Yeah. He can't be Iceman anymore. <laughs> um, we've got the Haydar, of course, uh, coming in number three, 40 from 42 kicks. He missed two. Uh, everyone felt like the world was going to end um, when he missed that first one. So he's sitting. One at, of the most accurate kickers. He's sitting at 95. percent one off. Oh, little teaser. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and fourth, Quade Cooper, 39 from 54, 72%. Uh, and coming in at fifth, Elton Yarchi's 38 from 50, 76%. And uh, he nailed six from six this last week. Sixth was uh, Bryce Hegarty. He's got 35 from 46. He's at 11 misses, 76%. Richie Moe, 33 from 48. That's 69. Dinner for 2%. Bowden Barrett, he's got 33 from 42, that's 77%. Joshuani, he's got 33 from 39, 85%, which I is like up it. there. Um, Christian Liliafano has got 30 out of 42, that's 71%. Yep, DMAC is next, 30 out of 35. Joaquin Diaz Ponisha uh, has 27 out of 35. Bobby Dupree is 25 out of 35, down at 71%. Atero Black, 68%, 25 kicks. Kerwin Bosch, 82%, 25 out 
22 from 27, so he's only had five missed as well. Perfect. So that was, uh, you know, by most goals kicked. And now we're just going to jump into the by accuracy, so by percentage. Um, and the only requirement here, ha- they must have kicked at least 10 goals. So accordingly, someone who's just kicked a few more than 10 uh, and takes out the top spot 100% above the hater, party at Marty's, Marty Banks. Th- 13 from 13 this year, 100, 100%. Didn't guess that one. No. No, you didn't. I gave him ample opportunity to guess, and they had no I idea. guessed it wasn't Hayden Parker. Harry was guessing Manny Libock. I don't know what he's... No, that's, that. Look, that's a testament to he's been smoking something tonight. But um, <laughs> second, So, Marty Banks, 100%. Coming in at number second, the Hader, 95%. In third, surprisingly, John Luke Duplessis. Maybe that's the only reason he keeps starting, but he's only got 16 from 18, um, 89%. D-Mac, we said 30 from 35, 86%. Josh Iwani at 85%. The lesser Josh, Josh Standers, kicked 11 from 13. That's 85%. Kerwin Bosch has got 22 from 27, which is 82%. Andre Pollard has got 56 out of 69. Dinner for two, 81%. Domingo Miotti has got 15 from 19. And Bowden Barrett's got 33 from 42, which are both 79%. Yep, just to go a couple more down the list. Bernard Foley down at 77%. We already mentioned his stats. Joaquin Diaz Bonisha, 77. SP Maria, 77. Bryce Hegarty, 76%. And Elton Yanchi, 76%. So a couple of main goal kickers there to finish that aren't kicking overly high as well. Uh, the one that stood out for me, guys, um, was some of the stats of the, the Kiwis. Like, you got Richie Moe, 69% yeah, for the wow. year. Bodie Barrett, 77% for the year. They've, they've been pretty average. Mm. Good. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. Look, we were saying, before we went into this, we were saying the idea that the um, basically the South Africans have been kicking well, the Kiwis haven't, and the Aussies, like, everything are just kind of rocks and diamonds, I suppose. I'm looking through here. Marty McKenzie literally doesn't come up on anything. Well, I've, I'm, we now, look, our last... He's our not fi- top 15. Our final, thought, our, fi- our final thought before we uh, kind of finish this off was, why don't we look at the worst kickers? <clears throat> so I've just filtered it the other way around. Um, well, yeah, it has. Oh, you have you got it? I have. I've got oh, it. Sweet. So, awesome. So, uh, in terms of again, this is um, you have to have kicked over ten kicks. But in accuracy, we've got coming in at last place, Harry Plummer on fifty-two percent. Well, so, um, and that's he got one of five last week. That's look actually, yeah, that's twelve. So he's made twelve and missed eleven. You know what I mean? Like fifty percent. Wow. Marty McKenzie, the terrible McKenzie, fifty-five percent or fifty-four percent. Not too far behind that. JB, Geordie Barrett, uh, he's at 64%, but then again, he normally only takes the long ones. Yeah. Um, so, you know, noted there. Otero Black, 67%. So, I guess good to note that the Blues' kicking has been terrible. Perhaps could have uh, seen some different results for them. And then, um, yeah, after him is, as we were talking about, Richie Moe, and on 68%. So, um, so basically all Kiwis. Yep, yeah, Kiwis down the bottom. Not... Not performing at all, um, which is just ridiculous when you think how good they play, how good they are at winning games, right? Yeah, because like, they don't, they don't well, need to worry about kicking. They just I score mean, tries. It, it could just be that they just score so many more tries that they have to make so many more kicks. But uh, actually, I guess that that didn't really come through in the stats. You know, we looked no. at um, there was mainly the South Africans up there on the top. Of the all kids, right, so. this is some good insight, boys. Excellent. So, um, what what can you gain from that? Basically, yeah, Kiwis are kicking terribly, um, so you, you'll be getting negative points for that. Remember, it's minus three points for a missed penalty goal and minus two points for a missed conversion. My biggest thing is people you want to avoid if they're kicking. Harry <laughs> like, McKenzie, yeah. Harry Plummer, yeah, Richie Moe. Mm. Wowza! If he if he doesn't have a great attacking game to counter <clears> it, he's kicking is terrible. 
Mm. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. So take from that what you will. And um, I think that's probably going to do us for tonight. Uh, unless so. you guys have any other random uh, tangents you want to go on. Any? I've done enough. Yeah, I think you have. <laughs> I think definitely have. So um, with that then, uh, that's all from us. And uh, stay slutty. Mine. <laughs>